This program is brought to you by the Living Church Boise. This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. Last week, we spoke about how we got to trust the sovereignty of God. Now, I told you that uh, this seems like such a big theological phrase and such a big theological word, but um, it's important for us to understand that God is large and in charge, that God is in control of everything. Okay, in fact, turn to your neighbor right now and say, God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. It's a great thing to recognize and to know that God knows what he's doing because oftentimes we as parents don't know what we're doing. Um, we as bosses and CEOs and as pastors do not know what we're doing. But it's a fantastic thing uh, for each and every person to recognize that God knows what he's doing. Um, right now in our country, um, there is civil unrest. Tensions are high. Uh, businesses are being looted and burnt down and more than that lives are being lost because businesses we can rebuild them you cannot get a life back and um, no matter how you want to slice it and dice it and you know politicize it the fact of the matter is uh, a black man was killed by a white cop a man who used his badge and his authority in and his power in a very wrong way and what happens after that the aftermath of that and again once again no matter what your political stance is no matter you know how you look at this thing we cannot run away from the fact that the nation is on fire right now because authority was misused and abused correct okay now one of the things that you often hear uh, you know all I often hear as a pastor is you cannot talk about politics and you cannot talk about government be uh, from behind the pulpit uh, thankfully, we don't have a pulpit, so I could do that. No, I'm joking. Um, but today, I'm in deep trouble, uh, if that's the case, because Solomon in, in Ecclesiastes chapter 8 uh, wants to address the problem with civil unrest. And what do we as believers, what are we supposed to do? How can we continue to be salt and light in a world that's falling apart quickly? And, um, you know, is there, is there a, a worldview that we as Christians ought to have to embrace uh, the world that's falling apart and to continue to be influenced like salt and to continue to be light in a dark world? How does a Christian respond to something like this? Uh, there are riots, there's looting, there's protests, and there's a lot of vandalism. And is this all justified? You know, funny, on May 26th, I went into the USCIS, that's the United States Immigration Services office. I had to wear a mask and everything, and I had to raise my right hand and make an oath and, um, and swear my loyalty to this beautiful country, United States of America. And I became an official American citizen. Uh, got a little certificate with Donald Trump's signature on it, uh, which is great. And so now I'm no longer a, a, a legal resident or a, a legal alien. That's what my card used to say but now I'm actually a, a American now so that's why I'm writing the red white and blue and um, oh it's actually black but it's blue blue jeans I thought I was wearing blue jeans anyways um, it's interesting I often wondered what my first sermon would be um, after I became an American citizen because for a long time I wanted to speak on um, God's view on society God's view on culture but I didn't feel like I had the, the freedom to do that because I wasn't a citizen I hadn't embraced this country as my own even though my wife and my children are here and even though my calling and my heart and my love is for the people of America but today what I have to bring to you um, I really wish I could I could shout and scream and preach this as a preacher should uh, but what I have to bring to you is really soft it's really mild it's teaching from God's word uh, that should equip us as Americans 
um, to be salt and light in a world that's quickly falling apart. And if you're listening to us from another country, this applies even to you. Because where God's placed you um, is the place where he wants you to be, and he wants you to be salt and light. What's the Christian's responsibility to government? Um, what is the government's responsibility to the citizens? And what must the believer's attitude to an imperfect government be? Where in Ecclesiastes chapter 8, uh, verse 1 is a really quick recap of what we saw last week. He says in verse 1, Who is like the wise? And who knows the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom makes his face shine, and the hardness of his face is changed. Who is like the wise? We saw this last week that wisdom is of paramount importance. We need wisdom to keep us from getting discouraged. You remember that? Uh, in, in chapter 7, verse 21 and 22, it says, Hey man, if you want to be a happy, if you want to live a happy life, stop listening to what other people are having to say. And that takes wisdom to know when to close your ears and when to close your eyes because if you really want people's opinion, they'll give it to you, right? And you're not going to like it. We saw that wisdom, it takes wisdom for you to know that you don't know what you need to know and you need to grow. It takes wisdom for you to acknowledge and to accept, like, man, I don't know everything. It takes wisdom um, in dealing with pleasure. Solomon says, like, man, watch out for pleasure because when you have too much of pleasure and, and pleasure that's ungodly it will definitely kill you you need wisdom for this and today he starts off with you need wisdom in dealing with your government what a timely word this is isn't that crazy that this chapter is what we're going to be looking at in this week with everything that's going on in our country Psalm chapter 34 verse 5 says those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be put to shame and Solomon saying a man who's dealing with wisdom in the midst of civil unrest. It says his face would not be hardened. His face will shine. His face will be radiant. If you remember Daniel, um, he was going through a time when there was civil unrest. But God gave him supernatural wisdom, divine wisdom. And his face did look different from everybody else. And God was with him. So let's pray for this wisdom as we unpack Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and ask ourselves, how can we be salt and light in the midst of civil unrest? Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you've not called us to preach headlines. you called us to preach the good news. I thank you, Lord, that you've not called us to stake a stand for political rights, but you've called us to stake a stand for the oppressed, for the rejected, for the lost and the lonely. You called us to take a stand with grace and with truth and with peace, preaching the eternal good news that sets people free. Thank you, Jesus, that you don't come just to heal the sick. You came to set the captives free. So today, God, in our country, as people are captive with hate, as people are held captive with their own insecurities, I pray, Lord, that you would set us free from these fears, that you would set us free from the snare of the enemy, that you would set us free from recognizing that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against principalities and powers, and we need the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, once again, come and give us wisdom, give us humility to know how to deal in times like these. God, I pray for the younger generation that's tuning in right now, that you are, that you are shaping to be leaders. Give them divine wisdom, O oh Lord, that they'll be able to lead this country well. I pray for us that are, that are older, that have seen this country go through good times and bad times and have come through it. Let's not get complacent. Let's not go through man's means, but let's look at your word and have divine wisdom to navigate through these times. God, I pray for those who are looking for answers. I pray that you, Jesus, will reveal yourself to them, the way, the truth, and the life, that no matter what they go through, that they would find peace in you. I pray for those of us who have been victims of abuse because of the civil unrest. I pray that you would come and be a comforter now. In Jesus' name, amen.
You guys ready? Woo! All right, number one. The Bible tells us that you have a duty to your country. Solomon, right from the gate, he says, you have a duty to your country. You have an oath that you have taken just by being born in this country for you to stand strong and to support and to defend the country that you're in. Now, in our church, I've come across many of you that have served this country and in various different forms, in various different offices, and I want to thank you for your service. I want to thank you for serving this country really well. But even if you've not served this country in a government office or um, in, in any form of, of you know, office where you had to wear and represent the government, each and every one of us as citizens of this country, we have a duty to this country. And this is what Solomon's going to say. He said in verse 2, I say, keep the king's command. It's easy for the king to say, keep the king's command, right? It's easy for the dad to say, obey your dad every single time, but why? Keep the king's command because of God's oath to him, because of God's promise to him. You see, there's an understanding that God is sovereign and he has leaders in place for a reason and for specific times. No matter where you stand on your views on politics, if you say that you are a believer, a blood-bought believer that follows Jesus, that is a Christian, the Bible tells us that you have to obey the command of your leaders because of God's oath to him, because God is sovereign and has placed leaders in place for specific times and specific purposes. This is clearly talking about the king in Israel, but it's a universal truth that our leaders are not outside of God's sovereign ordained plan. Listen to me. You might be sitting at home very confused watching the news. Social media is out to confuse you, not to connect you. The news media is out to confuse you, not to connect you with reality and truth. There's only one place where you'll find truth that will set you free, and that's from God's word. And I want you to know that God is so big and so mighty, the God that we worship, that even the nastiest of leaders, God knows about it, and he's in control. God's hand is behind every leadership around the world. Second Kings chapter 11, verse 17 says, Jehoiada made a covenant between the Lord and the king and the people. He made a covenant between the Lord and the king and the people. And that they should be the Lord's people and also between the king and the people. So it's understood that the king and the people had a covenant with each other before God. And you can say, well, that was for Israel. Well, as an American citizen, let me tell you this. When you pledge allegiance, you are making the same oath between your government, God, and yourself. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation. What's that? Under God. God. One nation under God. Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. When you make this, this pledge, you are doing the same thing that the people of Israel did. You're making a covenant to serve your country. You have a duty to your country no matter what the government is. I know this is not something that you'd expect for an immigrant who moves to this country who is a different color than white and who looks different from the majority of folks to be able to say, to say that you have a service, a duty to your country and that is to submit to your leaders. As Driscoll says, it is like a hose on a cat. You know, it doesn't like it. Like, I don't want to hear this. Gosh, I told myself no jokes this morning. But you need to know that part of your commitment to God is commitment to your country and to your government. Don't turn off just yet. Because I do want to address, is there a, a time for civil 
unrest for a believer? Is there a time for us to put our foot down? And there is a time, so stay tuned for that. But let's get through this first. Verse 3, he says, Be not hasty to go from his presence. Don't be hasty to log off and go away. Don't be hasty to go off from his presence just because you don't like what you're hearing from the government, just because you don't like the laws that he's writing. Don't be hasty to, to be rebellious. Now it says, don't take your stand in an evil cause for he does whatever he pleases. Solomon is writing like it's riddles, man, but, but I've been praying for divine wisdom that this will be you know, something that you can wrap your arms around and understand. Oftentimes when you're running away from a bad law, it's very possible that you're running in your own ignorance and you're running in your own strength. You're not seeking the sovereignty of God. And what happens is you find yourself seduced by sin and you end up suffering. Do not in your efforts to find deliverance find yourself working against the sovereignty of God and land yourself in sin. It says in Psalm 37 verse 8 refrain from anger and forsake wrath fret not yourself it tends only to evil. You see I'm not saying take your guns and beat it into plows. I'm not against guns. I think it's a good thing. I love that America has this as part of our rights to be able to defend ourselves. Amen to that. But don't retaliate in anger when a government writes a law that you hate. Trust the sovereignty of God and let him give you wisdom. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. Don't give in to fear. It tends only to evil. Is this making sense to you guys? Good. This is the opposite of your face shining with a clean and a clear conscience, isn't it? But this is acting in insecurity and fear and finding yourself opposed to God and his plans. Verse 4, it says, For the word of the king is supreme. And who may say to him, What are you doing? As Americans, we hate this. Right? How dare the president say that? How dare he tweet that? Who does he think he is? Well, he's the president. Okay? Uh, like it or not, he does have power in his signature. He does have power in his office. And again, who's in charge over the president? It's God. The king has power and can do whatever he wants. And his command is backed up by great power. No one can resist or question him. That's what this verse is saying. For the word of the king is supreme. And who may say to him, what are you doing? Whoever keeps the command will know no evil thing. And the wise at heart will know the proper time and the just way. You know, for most part, if you keep the law, you'll not get into trouble. That's all the time we have for today, but we would like to hear from you. Our address is P.O. Box 2014 Eagle, Idaho 83616. You can also listen to this message and more on the Living Church Boise app, available in your app store. Join us this Sunday at the Living Church Boise. Service and address can be found on our website www.thelivingchurchboise.com Visit our website for service time and address. 